Hello, we are here at Comic-Con 9, happy to be joined by Lori of Scissor Wizard Cosplay and Kara of Lula Cosplay. How are you guys doing? Good. Yeah, doing well, thank you. So, it's it's an audio format, but you guys are here in costume. Yes. Uh, tell the audience a little bit about what you guys are wearing today. Oh, I am wearing the newest season of Yang from RWBY. Weeby. And I am in an original kimono of styled after Umbreon Pokemon. Fantastic. Quick aside, uh, have you been playing uh, Blaze Blue Cross? My husband has. He got the game a few days ago, and that's like all he's been playing. And keep walking in, I'm like, he's like, let me show you this cool move. Look, she jumps across the screen. <laughs> yeah, because Yang just came out. Yes. Yeah. He was, I think the day before she came out, someone had hacked the game, and he was playing with one. He's like, mad. <laughs> this, <laughs> that, that is the character he's been wanting to play. Right. She's best girl. <laughs> that's fantastic. So... What made you guys take an interest in cosplay? Oh, well, I was pretty young, and I saw Sailor Moon. And it was the coolest cartoon I had ever seen. At that time, I didn't know the difference. And I asked my grandmother to help me make a costume to wear for Halloween, and I wound up just wearing it around. And then a few years later, my sisters found that there was a convention in Atlanta, Dragon Con. Yes. <laughs> so we started going to that, and it just spiraled out of control and has continued to do so. Uh, for me, it was in college. I started really getting into anime and watching it. And, you know, Studio Ghibli films are the gateway. And oh, as yeah. I'm, like, researching more shows to watch and stuff, I stumbled across what conventions were and... Being the nerd that I am, I research everything. <laughs> I'm like, oh, there's these conventions, and and you dress up, and there's etiquette and stuff. And so I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, there was a girl in one of my classes who's like, hey, there's one in town. You should totally go. And I got my mom to help me put together a Witch Hunter Robin costume. It was one of the, the first ones I actually sewed, and I had help. And that sort of, it just snowballed from there. And then I got my family into it. And for a while, like, me and five of my siblings would cosplay together as a group. It was pretty impressive. Man, that takes me back with Hunter Robin. It's yes. It's been a hot minute. Well, I mean, I'm, we're dating ourselves a little bit here. <laughs> we are some I'm, old ladies right now. Yes. In this, we've been in the game a while. <laughs> I, 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 say, I think we're all old in this room. So it's, 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 it's 30 plus, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... You mentioned a little bit about um, Ghibli kind of being the, the entryway. How did you guys um, first get introduced to anime? Um, okay, so this is going to seem weird. Um, there was this station out of Chicago, WGN, that used to be on yeah. our cable. Okay, yes. so like it was on like everyone's yeah, cable yeah, in the early days. Yeah, yes, this had it too. really, really dates me at used, the moment. used to show Cubs games and Bozo right. the Clown. Yep, but they had... The Canadian show Bananas in Pajamas on at like seven o'clock in the morning. One. Yes, okay. <laughs> and then at seven thirty, they played Sailor Moon. Right. And I was homeschooled, and my mom would wake me up. She made me get up at the same time as all the rest of the kids. I didn't think that was fair because all my other homeschool friends got to sleep in. <laughs> and I would watch the Sailor Moon, and then, in fact, we incorporated into homeschool. My mom looked it all up and started helping me find all the information about this particular cartoon because it was not a cartoon. It was different. Yes. And then that was that was it. So it was WGN in like the early 90s that got me into it when I was a teeny tot. Okay. For me, I think, okay, so there was things that I was watching that I didn't know was anime at the time. Yeah. Um, Speed Racer. Sure. <laughs> 
There was some, like, other weird stuff, but I think the thing that really, like, stuck with me was um, Totoro. Watching Totoro as a kid and being, like, this is different. This is different than anything else that's out there. Like, the animation style, the storytelling. And it was weird, but it was cool. And I'm like, I, what is this? This is awesome. And as I got, like, much older, I would find there was other films with these studios. But I didn't really watch them that much until I got to college. And I found that the local library in the town that I was going um, to school, because, again, I'm a nerd. I went and got a library card. To go to the regular library in town. Well, now <laughs> so you're not I just a nerd, you're a hipster, because that's what everyone does. <laughs> I was like, I need other books to read besides school books. But they had a, um, they were trying to build up their video collection, and they had like an anime section and manga and stuff. And so I started going through the Studio Ghibli uh, library, and then finding like you know uh, you know bleach yeah. and stuff like that yeah. and it was great because i would like get off of class i have a little downtime before my next class so i'd go like watch an episode or two um and then i found other ones like apparently there were other kids at school they were into it too and we would share with each other and like got into death note right when death note was starting to like just be released yep. um and we would like wait till the new episode came out and we'd watch the really bad um fan the fan dubs sub- yeah subtitles oh it was great like some of the translation things that were so <laughs> off were hilarious i remember one time they were trying to say smoke and mirrors and it was something about like fog and windows <laughs> is what they translated it so I was like, what are they oh fan dubs and fan subtitles were some of my favorite things because they started doing these simulcast dubs with actually sometimes voice the fan actors. stuff was better god it really was sometimes so they because they, they would do um quit, they would explain the, the the jokes so explain yeah. the origins of the jokes yep. and you could pause it and in the corner of some of them they would have they're making a food joke here this is what it, they're trying to explain and they like, would and so you learned about culture besides just like the you know this is a cool show it's like oh this is a cultural joke that i don't get but i'm learning about that culture so now i get it i've seen some of those uh done on the sentai releases oh yeah okay. yeah um, sentai filmworks has a good job because uh one one i remember particularly was uh, outbreak company because there there was a lot of video game references mm-hmm. and stuff like that they would you know just kind of pop in it's like this is a reference to <laughs> mel your salad or giving alien or whatever so What's the most difficult aspect that each of you have had, have had to develop as cosplayers? Uh, for me, I guess there was a period of time where I was doing quantity over quality. Yeah. And while my parents, they're moderately supportive of this hobby to various degrees. Like, they're not like, we shame you for doing it. It's They're like, my dad's like, I don't understand it, but if you're going to do it, do it well. Right. And so they're like, you need to slow down and like learn these techniques that you've obviously skipped over. And so I had to like almost backtrack for a while in order Mm -hmm. to like teach myself some proper sewing techniques in order to take my costume to the next level. And so when you have to like be like, but I want to make this thing, but I'm like, but I need to learn how to fit things properly. Yeah. And not use my scissors to cut everything. I have to have my designated sewing scissors and my designated, you know, paper scissors. We don't, we don't touch the sewing scissors. That was a game changer. <laughs> <laughs> I get my own, like, sharpener, so I'm just like, sharpen all my scissors and keep them sharp with me at all times. <laughs> I think, for me, it's the changing aspect of it still. Um... I am an older cosplayer, and I'm a parent even, and I've had to kind of, I took a step back for a little bit, 
Um, when I had my son eight years ago, nine years ago, I'm sorry, he turns nine on Sunday. Aww. And uh, I took a couple of years off, and when I came back to it full time, everything had drastically changed. Um, I know that seems silly that I'm saying it's like only eight or nine years ago, but really the jump from you mm-hmm. know 12, 10 to 12 years there was a big deal. Wigs changed. Being able to find things changed. Accessibility. Um, accessibility. Accessibility was the biggest thing. And I guess it's adapting with it because there's still that little part of me that goes, oh, this is the way we've always done it. We should do it this way. Right. And so I have to adjust myself all the time. It's like, no, this is a really cool thing, and you shouldn't be in the scared of your embroidery machine or surger or that 3D printer that you are sitting there not using <laughs> in your side room. I didn't know you had a 3D printer. I'm too afraid of it. Yeah, I'm like I, I I'm I sometimes get nervous with larger pieces of equipment. Oh I shouldn't be. Did you spend that much money on it and you're like, what if I break it? <laughs> I didn't get a serger until like a few months ago and I've been sewing for ten years, a decade. I don't know I mean, what I was I thinking. A it was for a like long time, it was I guess all it the, it just freaked me out. See, they, it freaked me out when I first started using it, and I really hate the whole thing. Still hate the whole part where we have to pull every single th- thing hey, out to re thread the whole machine if one breaks. Oh my god. Um, but I got like a side job working for an embroiderer, and mm. like we work in those massive industrial embroidery machines. It's like I got a surgery, and I'm like, Psh, what was I afraid of? Right? <laughs> <laughs> this is nothing. I can handle that. It's got, it's got arrows pointing where everything goes. <laughs> this is uh, simple. A dog could do it. Like my nine year old can do it. So that's the thing. Is like I, I taught my kid sister how to sew. And I'm like, if I can teach a child how to do this, anybody can do it. It's not that difficult. Mm-hmm. It it seems sometimes sewing machines seem intimidating. They're not, and they are making them so much more user. Oh, and so much easier. I like the computerized ones too. I can hook it up to my laptop and just tell it what to do. Mm-hmm. Oh god, those are fun. What's the most challenging cosplay you guys have taken on? Armor. I'm I'm a stitchery person. I'm an accessory person. I can make most props. I am horrible with armor i struggle making it and and making it look good um so if you ever see me in armor and it looks okay and it's only gonna look okay um (laughs) that's like it's fourth or fifth (laughs) you know attempt before it actually looks like something i'll step outside in see my background was in sculpture yeah i know you lucky dog you i i was like armor and prop making thing i was like oh this is great. So I had to step back from prop making stuff when I first got into cosplay and just concentrate totally on sewing. Sewing, yep. Um, each project I take on about once or twice a year, I'll be like, okay, these are new techniques that I want to learn. And mm-hmm. so I'll try to find projects that will incorporate that or I can try to use them so I could sort of expand my knowledge. So I feel like I don't know if I have one that's been the hardest project, but I will tell you the most challenging one was feathers. Feathers. Oh, um, feathers. I had a, okay, so Tira from Soul Calibur. Yes. The alternate version, the Phoenix version, yes. where she's got the gradient, um, what was it, like yellow, no, pink to yellow feather. Yes. Stuff. I wanted to make that costume, and I did. It, it's, it was gorgeous. Was. Was, <laughs> yes. Those feathers are beat up now. But <laughs> I was going to do it out of real feathers, and I was going to gradient dye each of those feathers. Ooh. And I was I hate the, dyeing feathers. I learned so much from that project. Like, I was thinking, oh, it's like dyeing fabric. It's not nope. like dyeing fabric. I ruined $100 worth of feathers. I was about to cry because mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was doing. Yep. And then 
they only came out so-so, like the few that survived. And I, yeah. I was so frustrated. So I ended up making them out of foam. I made foam feathers, and they looked good. Foam, foam feathers are good. They looked so good. Sometimes I feel like the foam feathers look better than the real ones they do, because they, they hold up so much they better. They hold up better, and I mean, they do. They they do have a, a certain life, but they well, do. But they don't get dinged up, and you don't break like they what do. What cosplay doesn't have a certain lifespan? Yeah. And gosh, we are all hard on them. <laughs> we are. Like I think I competed in that costume like three times. Before Jeez. I actually won it, like I was this close to winning and won the first competition. Entered. And only, the only reason I know that is because the judge was really nice and she came up and she's like, You were really good, but you got beat out by this group mostly for quantity because you had a whole group. Gotcha. Judge, which I totally understood. They were a fantastic group. I was not upset. The next one I competed in, I was a little upset. And I don't like competing at that con <laughs> because. It was, it's weird that the way they judge, they throw everyone in a room and they make you sit there for an hour while they go through everybody and get to the end. And I was like, that was really frustrating. But then I took it to the Cherry Blossom Festival and I won yeah. like a trip to like the flight the to whole, Japan. Yeah, the whole. I was like, I'm okay. I'm done. I tap yep. out. I'm good. <laughs> that was my favorite prize too. <laughs> That's a good prize. It was a good prize. So who has been the biggest influence for each of you? I don't know, like, I learn from the community. Mm-hmm. I, I, I go and I do all sorts of different tutorials. I look at all sorts of other people's tutorials. Yep. I try to learn from everything that's out there and then improve upon it and put my two cents back into it. Right. Um, there's probably a couple of people that I sort of, like, look up to as, like, senpai, I guess. Um, God Save the Queen Fashion, her sewing is absolutely, oh like, flawless. It is absolutely gorgeous. God, God Save the Queen Fashion is a oh, Vulpin props. Vulpin, okay, Vulpin props Prom- is amazing. He is. Punish props. Not only is he really talented, he's also, like, super awesome dude who's, like, this is what cosplay should be. It's about having fun. It's mm-hmm. about, you know, this, we should be having fun. We're That's... nerds having fun. And I like his messages on that as well. Right. It's, like, the quality of his work. Um, and I similar, I just kind of, there's quite a few people that I, I follow and I really enjoy, um, I like attitude-wise and talent-wise, I'm really, really fond of Jessica Nagiri because she's amazing and she's a genuine so person. I know. I've never met her and person. That's the, oh, my God, no, she's so funny in person. Like, you, th- you see how she is all the time? That's just all the time. Like, it's on 24-7. I don't think I could ever be that happy that all the time. <laughs> I got to have my downtime and not be that way. <laughs> But really, it's just, it's more like for attitude-wise, like when I start to feel like I can't do this, I can't do this, you know, I've got a, pro- a big project, especially when I was dying that stupid cloak for Raven that took me forever. I can't wait to see that. Oh my God, it's going to be amazing tomorrow <laughs> and heavy and hot. But I was like watching one of her videos and I was like, I can do this. I can really do this because you built that armor in like two days on camera. I can die this cloak that makes me cry every night. Dying. Oh, it's frustrating. God, I hate dying fabric. But oh, I love it too. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of an inexact science. It's like, you, yeah. what's going to happen today? We don't know. Yeah, but there's so many things you can die that you didn't think you could die. Like, when I first started cosplaying 10 years ago, dying wigs, like, nobody did that. Or they did, it wasn't well known. You called them, call them Sharpies. Yeah, you called them Sharpies. But like but now they, you can you dye got, them. You got heat resistant wigs. Dude, that I take... love those synthetic dyes. I know. I like, And then you can dye buttons. You can mm-hmm. die. I'd have my shoes for one costume. Like, I just threw mm-hmm. it in a big old pot. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Pull it out. Maybe it's good. Maybe we just screwed it up. You never know. <laughs> so, what's a cosplay that each of you would like to take on in the future? 
Um, I always have like an ongoing like role of projects that I'm working on. Two of like the biggest ones that I wanted to do that I was like when I started cosplay, I think I've done them. And it was Princess Jellyfish, mm-hmm. the, the bot that, and oh, um, Saber from Fate Stay Night. And I've done <laughs> so many different versions of Saber. And I've got Saber! like the next big project I'm working on that I'm excited about is a Saber. I'm very um, excited to see this Saber. Yeah, because I'm going to try silk painting. That's the new thing I'm going to teach myself how to do is uh-huh. silk painting. Cause you and your talents, you're, you're endless. Like, let me tell you, you know, I love there are things I'm good at, and there are a couple that I am really bad at, and I will never be good at. <laughs> and you want to know what I'm really bad at? Hmm. Pottery throwing. I can't do it. I cannot do it. I'm too shaky. Throwing on the wheel. I, I can't do it either. I, like, I did it when I was young, but I can't do it now. No, I can. But I shake too. So. I cannot do that at all. That is one of those flat out, like, it's like wobbly all over the place. <laughs> um, so, I have, this one is an ongoing project. Um. A couple of years ago, I started on Saki Azal's Sylph, the big fairy queen, and it met with tragedy. I had a house fire, and the cosplay went up in flames. Uh, The wig didn't. The wig was in a different place, so it didn't, but thinking about putting the amount of hours and money back into that cosplay is gut-wrenching but I still want to do it because I, I think I was maybe 150 hours into it with all the, the embroidery so like hand embroidery hand beading gosh. all those silks all, oh my god but I'm, I'm still I'm gonna do it it's it's the cosplay on the list and it's gonna happen at some point Excellent. what keeps you guys motivated as cosplayers mm, sometimes I get burnout um and I just have to step away from it. But it's usually like I'll see a design, and the artist mm-hmm. in me is like, "Yes, <laughs> yeah." It, it's that whole. It's looking at something and being like, "I can create that. I'm going to create that." And then when you nail it, you're just oh, like, man. "It's the best feeling." And then when you fail, and you're just like, "I stuck in life. Why can't I do the thing?" <laughs> but that's the, that's it. It's just it's seeing something and just knowing that you can create it, so you do. And that's what keeps me going. Like I can make that. Or I can find out how to make that. I feel like stupid armor. I've had I've had issues bouts with depression and stuff. Mm. And crafting is really therapeutic for me because I can do something start to finish. Yep. And you can create something. And when you see something that's like done and there's a sense of accomplishment, it's very it's like very helpful for me. Yeah. I know. And I dealt with like I had a tragedy where a friend died, and so I just like sat in my room and I just made a necklace. Like I made a necklace start to finish, and it. It just the sense of being able to finish it and see the fin- like the project mm-hmm. done. It, that it little is bit of accomplishment, extremely therapeutic. Yeah. Well, that was and that's how I even like really craft wise in general because I I've crafted forever. Mm-hmm. Was I have ADHD mm-hmm. before really when they first started diagnosing it and everybody everybody had ADHD. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but my mom would get frustrated because I was homeschooled and she would sit me down with either beading or cross stitch or something. And make me focus on it, and then she would read to me. So I was having to focus multiple things, and it really seemed to help. And that's just so now that's what I do. If I get upset or anything, I just sit down and, and do something. Yeah, and do something, and it's calming. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm the same way with like when I when I'm working on a project, I can't do just one thing at the same time. Oh my god, no, you got to do like ten things. You got to like listen to an audiobook mm-hmm. or have um, some sort of like mindless show on the back. Okay, yes, I'm, TLC. TLC is the best. Because, like, I can listen to toddlers or tiaras, and I don't have to pay attention to what's going on. I can just listen to, like, the silly dialogue while I'm tediously doing something. How many times do you watch Toradora? Shut your face. 
<laughs> I'm just going to watch it again while I make this cosplay. <laughs> Lori, it's interesting that you mentioned um, you know, using, using it as sort of a therapeutic method. Um, I've been in therapy for about two and a half years now. And one of the things that, that my therapist and I talk about regularly is mindfulness. And yeah. Being present in the moment. And yeah. It, and it's definitely um, helpful to have something that kind of keeps you grounded in, mm-hmm. in what you're doing. Yeah. And keeps your brain from kind mm-hmm. of going to all the places it will go if you allow it to. Yeah. And I know people don't craft, but they have those other little things that they do oh, yeah. to... Something I think everybody's got something. Yeah, that they like. I have a friend that it's video games. Yes, like he can be completely cognizant of what's going on around him and talk to people and still play the video game. But it's because by doing that, he's not then going in his mind and being like, "Today I failed at this. Tomorrow I'm going to fail at that." You know, and that was and that was his therapist's way of fixing it was doing something with your hands. So it's like little tedious work keeps the mind occupied. Yeah, uh, for me, it's like I'll play you know really intense fighting games yeah. and yeah. i'll listen to podcasts and i'll be doing like 30 things at once just to stay out of my own head yeah um what's something you guys are passionate about outside of cosplay um i've always been like i read i read like crazy <laughs> like you should see my it's not always like quality material no it's just no, like sometimes we're gonna have to read some of those harlequin romance novels <laughs> But it's, I read so much. Actually, one of my favorite authors has a book coming out on Tuesday, and soon my husband and I have an understanding. When my books come out, you don't see me. You take care of dinner. <laughs> and when his game comes out, I don't get the TV for a week. <laughs> um, fitness. Oh, yeah, you are all on that. Um, well, I teach fitness, and I'm a personal trainer, and I probably spend four to six hours a day in the gym, either working or working out. Wow, I, I do an hour on, on an elliptical every day, and for me, I'm like, okay, yeah, my, my day is done. I, I am, I am. So, oh, I, I, sometimes I just need to go in there, put in the earbuds, and lift weights for a little while, and just forget about everything. Man, remind me not to mess with you. <laughs> what advice do you guys have for anyone who's trying to improve their cosplay or, or trying to get into cosplay? Keep uh, going. Yeah. I mean, I think those are two separate things, and there's yeah. just, there's separate sets of advice really to offer it, it's people. For like, if you're trying to improve, it really is just keep going, keep pushing through. Also, go slow. Yes. If to go slow, take your time, redo things. Have have mm-hmm. don't rush a costume for a con. No. Because you will just be like, oh, I made a mistake, but I'm in a rush and I can't go back and fix it. I just got to push through. And so if you just take your time, mock-ups, do mock-ups. mock-ups. I know oh. so many people who are in the beginning that don't do uh, – you can get fabric cheap. You can get old bed sheets. Mm-hmm. I go to thrift stores. Sometimes you find bolts of fabric at thrift oh, stores. Yeah. They're ugly. I tell but people they're mock-ups. I, yeah, so I tell matter. people I sew, and they're like, I have these old fabric I'm getting rid of. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take it. Um doing that and then i guess getting into it is don't be nervous and don't mm-hmm. think you have to make your own costumes and it don't think Start- it has to be perfect either no. at the beginning it's not going to be perfect no i i the cosplay community as it's gotten larger it's got its own set of problems that are happening but still for the most part like you know 95 percent of the time everybody's super encouraging mm-hmm. and they're gonna be like oh my gosh my favorite character let's talk about this mm-hmm. and you know they're not gonna be like you did that wrong Although you will run into random people who are like, you did that wrong. I'm like, I intentionally did this wrong because I'm following this very specific set of, like, 
you know, obscure artwork that you probably <laughs> haven't seen in this one art book, the book that just came out and it's not available in the States, but somebody got me like photos of it. So don't tell me I did it wrong because I know what I did. My answer to that was always, well, your face is wrong because I have an attitude problem. So I think it was a Tolkien who was like, he would get mad when they would like, um, people would edit his work and they're yeah. like, you did this wrong choice. Like, no, if I did it wrong, I did it on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, if it's, if there's something off of that is intentional. Oh, I'm, and I'm going to show you the mistakes I make. Like, I'd be like, look, you see what I did with this seam right here? Don't really look at it, but here. <laughs> no, I mean, I make mistakes. That's not oh, God. No, like, no, it's like, that's the thing. It's not perfect. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it was perfect. <laughs> So if people wanted to check out your work mm-hmm. or social media, where can they do so? I'm on Facebook, uh, Scissored Wizard Cosplay. Um, I also have a Tumblr, which I just started like a couple of months ago because there's not much <laughs> on there. Late to the party. I'm always late to the party. I didn't get a smartphone until like six <laughs> months ago. <laughs> I don't even know how you survived. <laughs> it was awkward. I don't understand. I don't understand that. That's what I had right before I got <laughs> I don't understand any of you that do that. Nope. I was, I'm, I was like, yeah, I'm almost a Luddite. He is here walking around with like a, I don't know. Okay, he needs to stop by my no, table in the Artist so Alley so I can look at it they're and be so like, look sturdy. at this. Oh, okay. I'll send them by. There was a whole, okay, that's a whole other <laughs> tangent about a Nokia phone I won't go into. Okay. Um, so you can find my social media. I am Lula Cosplay. I am on Facebook, Instagram, um, Snapchat, Twitter. <laughs> There's like a few others. Anything, if there's a social media, I've got an account under Lula Cosplay. I'm also on Tumblr, um, but I'm under Cosplaying on a Budget, because I run that separate blog. Oh, yeah, because that's your blog stuff. That's my blog stuff. So I have it. I have a, a, a Instagram for that as well, and that's mostly where I just post like photos from the con, people I see around, mm-hmm. cool things mm-hmm. that catch my eye. <laughs> it's, it's subjective. <laughs> Something that catches your eye might not catch somebody else's eye, but it's my blog. <laughs> so it goes on my blog. <laughs> Well, Terry Lori, thank you both so much. That was really fun. It was fun. Thank you for having us. Okay.